Hello and welcome. This is Joseph here. The show this week represents the start of a new era for us with Coffee Lovers Radio as we ramp towards something very exciting that's going to be happening at the beginning of next year. As far as Coffee Lovers Radio goes, you can expect to hear us coming at you every Monday morning with some tasty coffee goodness, starting with our must-have homebrew gear recommendations. We uh, had kind of an awkward occurrence in the recording of this episode where our neighbor's band practice cut in a little bit. Uh, So despite that little hiccup, I can promise you the audio will be improving on the show as we do have additional and more appropriate microphones uh, coming along the way. If you'd like to keep up to date with the show and everything we have going around it, please do visit coffeeloversradio.com and sign up to the newsletter for those updates. After you enjoy the show, check out the latest issue on Coffee Lovers Magazine and enjoy the Choose Your Own Adventure story where you get to discover your own best brew method. Also visit conduitcoffee.com and get your hands on one of the amazing Guatemalan coffees currently available or any of his other uh, made-to-order roasts. And now, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. We are your hosts. I am Joseph Robertson with Coffee Lovers Magazine, and I'm sitting here with Jesse Nelson of Conduit Coffee. Hey, Jesse! How are you, Joseph? I am doing fantastic. It's good to see you. It's I been a while. I ate a big, big old hamburger uh, yes. that you made. The driveway driveway grillings. The driveway grillings. <laughs> so yep. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, now there's this... this or you uh, get asked all the time. or Yeah, there's a subject that we've talked about before um, that everyone... Everyone who was who was curious about better coffee is is curious about this sort of thing, and it's uh, what do you brew with? And of course, we have our ideas of what you should have at home. Right. Um, but I was thinking about this the other day because when I started off, and I'm trying to remember, I actually uh, uh, wrote about this. I'm not sure if I published this story yet, or it's. Oh, I think it went into an email. Is it in your memoir? It could be. Everything is my memoir now. Because I read so darn much, I might as well just slap it all into a gigantic book at the end. Can't wait to read that. Because at least it did something then. Right? Um, and he really didn't like Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> he hated coming to Conduit. Oh my goodness. Um, Another walk in the rain. <laughs> so, the one of the very first moments I remember um, considering the craft of coffee like the handcraft of coffee mm-hmm. like from an individual perspective was the first time i had a really good french press and this was actually on a vacation so what i had written about was about being in a different space being on vacation and that kind of changes your perspective I'm not going to go into that whole thing here but i remember after that i eventually at some point got a french press and that's what i made at home i made french press uh coffee at home because um, at that time, most of the most of the time I got coffee, I went to a cafe, and I would get uh, latte or a mocha or something like that. Sometimes I would, I mean, I was starting to get into getting drip stuff, but I never actually liked the coffee itself. And the French press was the first time I started liking hmm. the coffee itself. I'm making coffee at home that I enjoyed, but it wasn't like amazing. It was always this hurdle of of um, hearing people talk about all the right. taste you can have in coffee and how amazing coffee is. And I'm just kind of sitting here going, well, I'm still waiting to get used to it. Right. I'm still waiting to get used to it. You know, I'm, I'm making it at home, but it's not quite right. And um, how do you get over that? 
that's a big struggle. Did you have I mean, a similar starting experience or? Sort of. I mean, I, was, I have a kind of a long history with coffee and coffee shops. So I usually just picked my coffee shops by how I felt about the staff and, and kind of their product, but didn't really know that much about coffee. Um, but I, you know, so I found some better, some pretty good coffee. Mm-hmm. And I always had a French press as long as I can really remember like from college on. Um, just making coffee and French presses. And I was going to Arte, to Arte and just getting good. You know, it's fresh roasted. It's darker stuff, but it's fine. And I was you know, putting cream in my coffee then. But, um, no, the real awakening was when I started roasting, when I started doing home roasting. Because I, I did some research into the roasting and found Sweet Maria's and just fell right into the rabbit hole. And right. within a couple of weeks, had a cupping set and scales and different methods for brewing and, and really started dialing in a lot of that stuff. That's um, interesting. And then Stumptown opened up. Capitol Hill. So your roastery and their, so their your daily approach cuppings. to brewing at home all changed as you were learning about the roasting then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very quickly, I realized I was doing everything wrong, and in order to taste the coffee that I was roasting, I needed to have these parameters that were consistent. Hmm. And so immediately upgraded my grinder and you know went for a lot of methods like that. Um, I think I think it's important to note. I think most people who make coffee at home just accept the coffee as that's what coffee is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of the times that's uh, that's the case with even with you know, I've talked to people who who most of the time they just have coffee on like uh, a Keurig right. or some kind We've of instant about this with one other cup coffee maker I mean, and and that's what coffee is to to people and I think they even know that it can be better but you just kind of accept that that's what you make and that's how it is and if you want something right. fancy you have to go. You spend your money on it somewhere else, yeah. Right. Um, but I, I, w- I want to sit here and say, don't succumb to <laughs> mediocre coffee. If you, you feel like it can be better, it can be better. Right. Yeah. That's that's what it is. Um, and uh, I think we have some suggestions. Absolutely. As to how you can do that with relative ease as well. They're just, uh, at least I think, a few key tools that you can have at home. So, what do you feel like are the biggest problems with the way people generally brew coffee that want? Um, from, from a craft perspective, the number one, uh, most important thing I start with is to brew by, uh, weight instead of by volume. Okay. I'd rather start with that over the grinding mm-hmm. just because even if you just grind fresh, it. if you're not measuring it properly, you're right. still going to be messing up. It's true. Those are very close though. So it's, it's measuring how much coffee you're using properly. Um, we, we, in the, in the coffee industry, we use ratios, uh, with weight because that's the easiest convention, it's, right? Well, it's like the lowest common denominator because all the different coffee beans are like from different regions and different rose profiles are all different. Right. So it's a measurement of the weight of the, you know, all the cellulose right. and everything combined. So if you, yeah, if you're doing, if you're, if you're measuring coffee by volume, you're doing like, you know, four tablespoons, four tablespoons of one coffee is a completely different amount of four right. tablespoons of another coffee. And so you're you're extracting differently. I would love to talk about that more because we have some amazing coffee right now. But but you don't want to talk about it more. I don't. Okay. No, I as far as the different volumes of coffee. Oh, different volumes. Different. different, The the just the. We can make that another episode. I think so. Okay, that's gonna be another episode. Make a note. You're now our note taker. Note taker. Since I'm the guy who does the introduction, you're the note taker. Okay. We're gonna have band practice in the background. Is that because I'm the one who printed off the the schedule? That's the agenda right. Here, yeah, you printed the agenda before yeah, so you get to write on. Therefore, I'm the take noter. 
Oh, I can't remember what we we're talking about. World, help us out. Joseph, we want to make better coffee. Where do we start? We do. What do we do? Um, so, number one thing at home, if you measure your coffee when you brew it, if you measure it by volume, uh, you must start measuring it by weight instead. Right. It doesn't matter what you're brewing with. If you're using an automatic brewer, do the same thing. Right. Uh, in fact, I, I am... <laughs> I am certain that I could make an outstanding coffee with a Mr. Coffee. Right. So I think there's some underlying things that, that we need because to discuss that people need. Sure. Right? So in order to make a good cup of coffee, you have to have a consistent ratio yes. of, of, you know, solids to, to water that you're putting in. And you need to, um, you need to have proper temperature. You know, a lot of uh, home brewing equipment, they, uh, they just don't get hot enough. You know, right. the, the heating elements fail on the Mr. Coffee machine, the auto the automaker. So the heating elements fail. So instantly you're going to make lukewarm coffee. It just doesn't extract properly. So water temperature and then the ratios and then, you know, how the freshness of the coffee, the grind and all, sure. and all that. But, um, so, so those are the big ones. So yeah, uh, starting with measuring by volume, get a good scale. So you think the scale is the most important tool? Uh, to very to. closely to the grinder. What I like about the scale is that it's actually affordable for a lot of people. Just even yeah. even a basic to the gram kitchen scale for twenty five dollars at. You know, well, in Depot. fact, I have a I have a, tr a scale that I used in, in my travel coffee kit. That's a, it's a small scale, but I can brew pretty much any hand brew method with it, and that cost me ten bucks. Right. So scale is totally affordable. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I think having that consistency then mm -hmm. opens up the whole conversation about solubility yeah. and different roasts. And and I think a lot of people would put the grinder first because grinding fresh is really important. Uh, but two points: one, if you are not doing your ratios properly, then it doesn't matter how well you've ground the coffee. Right. And number two, a well roasted coffee. Uh, even days after being ground, it's still going to taste good. Mm -hmm. We've tested this out. We know that it'll taste good. It'll have right. lost a lot of vibrancy. Just keep it out of the sunlight. But it'll still taste very good. Right. It's just going to be a lot less vibrant. I mean, you do lose a lot, but... So scale, the grinder. I, I mean, grinders are also, they're fairly expensive. You know, getting a good grinder is about $100. Getting uh, a good just, electric grinder, yes. Yeah. Although I would say that there are some options. Um, and also, honestly, okay, so... When we say a good grinder, we're talking about a, a quality, well-built, conical burr, electrical kind of conical burr grinder. Those are the right. low end of the electrical burr grinders that are good quality. Like Bratza Encore is like the number one right. most recommended starter grinder. Yeah, Capri there, has some. I mean, there's some other burr grinders. Black & Decker makes yeah. a few and stuff like that. There are like some that. below that that are that work fine. But also, I think um, if, you, if you don't know like if if it's gonna be for you like if you want to get really crazy about it just get a cheap blade grinder and start with that right I know I get harped on for this I don't care uh, you can you can it's 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 ground fresh it's and ground that fresh makes a huge difference yeah and I say when you know I mean yeah. they make finer coffee like finer ground mm. coffee so a blade grinder is uh, that works if you're doing like a like a pour over, like, like a, a filter over. coffee or an auto drip or something. Um, it's a little harder on a on a French press, I would say. But if you're doing doable. it on a French press, pro tip: just uh, very carefully pulse grind and um, watch your grounds. Because I've done the French press with a blade grinder when I had no other option. Yeah, pro tip: using a blade grinder. That's right. Yeah. Pro tip: using a blade grinder. Yes. Uh, there are also some hand grinders that are pretty good that are are not too expensive. So, cool.
Uh, by the way, the music soundtrack is brought to you by Seattle Electric, if you guys can pick this up. Uh, doing very quality commercial electrical work just and for music, you at your cafes and music. <laughs> so also, I mean, we, we should talk about water. I, I prefer a gooseneck kettle or some sort of nice kettle to pour the coffee out sure. of, uh-huh. especially for a pour-over kind of method to control that. Yeah. Um, e- even if you're not doing really precise pours, um, I used a regular kettle for a long time. Uh, just because you can pour water with it. Who cares, right? Right. The moment I switched to a gooseneck kettle, I was like, why did I wait so long to not have sloppy water pouring? Right. Like, even if I'm not being precise, like, super precise. You're not sloshing out and burning yourself. Yeah, it's not sloshing around. It's just, it's going where I want it to go. It's great for cooking, too, when you just need a little bit of hot water. It's also so much easier to pour on these because the handle's on the side instead of, like, most cheap water kettles handles on top and you're kind of like wrenching your arm anyways right i like a, i do like a gooseneck kettle too and scale just, grinder yeah. kettle um oh and since we're on the topic of water um hot over 200 degrees hot yes like off boiling um, we say in the in the world of this so if you're boiling it on your stove and then you take it off boiling yeah i actually so i did a little video of this in the current issue um it when you, if you boil your, if you're not measuring your water temp, you boil it on the stove. Uh, if you're, this works if you're doing a pour over or an auto drip of any kind. Then you do your wet the filter with that water and just pouring out a bunch of water when to wet the filter. Your filter. Yeah, yeah, prints your filter. Just printing your filter will lower the temperature in the kettle as you let out water. Um, yeah. Enough to, by the time you get to brew it. Well, it drops it like a couple degrees. Mm-hmm. That's just perfect. Yeah. You know, so you're actually, by the time it pours into the coffee grounds, it's about 202 degrees, 200 degrees. Yeah. But even if level. that's 207, that works fine. Yep. So that's that's good. <clears throat> but um, a lot of those, when those electric um, heaters break in the Mr. Coffee yeah. machines, I mean, they, they'll heat up to 160 or something, and that just doesn't work. Yeah, 160 is a bit low, but if you're in the 190 range, you're all right if you're on a, a right. darker roast or a yep. medium medium dark roast. Yep. Lighter roast, you're going to have a lot of problems with temperature below 200. That's in my experience anyways. No, that's totally true. Uh, darker roasts are more water-soluble, so yep. they are soluble at lower temperatures. Therefore, that makes sense. Um, and quality of water, uh, I... Always, filtered water. I always use filtered. Yep. Um, my rule of thumb on that, though, if you're if you're skeptical, is basically, and I th- there, there's got to be more science to it than this. But whatever you can <laughs> no. taste in the water is gonna like if you if you drink your water and you can taste something, that's gonna affect the flavor of the coffee. Right. Essentially. So, I mean, I use filtered water at home anyways, just for drinking and yep. cooking. So, uh, I you can get a nice little setup enough. for you know less less than two hundred bucks. Nice little water filter setup. Even just a sediment filter and kind of cleaning out some of the chlorine helps. Right for 30 bucks. Boom. Boom. Set. Match. Roast. Well, there you have it. So that's your setup. Uh, You have your new grinder. You have your new scale. Your new kettle. Mm -hmm. And you have a passion for brewing better coffee. Coffee, hopefully. And if you're doing uh, any kind of hand brew method, I mean, there's so many brew methods out there. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any that I wouldn't that are bad nope feel free to ask us questions if you have particular brew methods you'd like to learn more about if you're curious about discovering a brew method check out the current issue of coffee lovers magazine where i did a Uh choose your own adventure story where you get to discover the best brew method for yourself man i should really read it yeah you should probably do that damn (laughs) um so with all that taken into account there is one very 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 important factor which we're not going to talk about but we are going to mention 
Because we talk about it all the time. Yeah, and that's simply the quality of the coffee that you're brewing with. Yep. Uh, Buy from smaller roasters and people having a good time with it as a culinary food item, not yeah. just a mass-produced commodity item. That's the line. You know, and there's all sorts of different roasters doing different things all over the world. It's pretty remarkable. Yep. And uh, we obviously have a recommendation for you in Conduit Coffee. But uh, well, yeah. we'll actually be doing a, uh, so we'll do a show on our favorite coffee roasters who aren't Conduit. Because <laughs> they get the Conduit Award. Yeah, they get the Conduit Award, a seal of approval. Oh, man. Can we just have like a top 10? Sure. We top, can have top a top 40. Top. Um, we have some exciting news to announce in the next few episodes that are developing here as we move along. We have uh, some great coffees to discuss. All right. And some more music reviews. Apparently. Yeah. The music is getting louder, so we're going to go away before you can't hear us anymore, which may already be now. Another good episode, Joseph. Another good awkward ending. Yep. Thank you. I like your beard. Goodbye.